0: Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs.
1: Prepare to be underwhelmed.
0: And away we go. Well, that's what it's been pretty... We're, we've been sticking with, the, or, you know, whether we plan to or not, um, we've been sticking with the uh, the two-week uh, recording uh, two or three week recording, uh, schedule. Um, so there's a, a lot that's happened in the time since we last recorded and talked about SmackDown. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're currently now, uh, bracing for a hurricane, correct? Yes. Uh, so that'll be fun. Planning on throwing a hurricane party or battening down the hatches and putting your head between your legs and kissing your ass goodbye
1: um well so depending on so we won't even know until like what the actual forecasts look like uh even though it's only like you could all die on friday but we don't know (laughs) get your four-year degree in meteorology um (laughs) come to the university of arizona Mm -hmm. (laughs) well we'll make you a meteorologist where you can always be wrong um God. You're, like, God, you're just starting off shitting all, shitting all over the University of Arizona, huh, and meteorologists, you know, our two biggest, our biggest crosshatch of listeners. Well, I don't think um, you,
0: meteorologists in general have too many defenders, um, <laughs> but then, I mean, uh, University of Arizona, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I
1: just, I don't know. Uh, that was, that was one of those punching down jokes, but, um, so, ideally, so, it, 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 when it gets this, when they're saying the projections, when it, when storms usually get this far inland, they end up being, they either end up being like category ones or uh, tropical storms. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't do anything. Like, you don't obviously do anything during those days, but like, uh, uh, you don't do anything. They're talking about it being a category two when it gets to like this area. Um, and the difference between a category two and a category one, and it's it looks like it's going to be an upper level category one, uh, or excuse me, an upper level category two, which is like, Oh boy. So there could be some not fun stuff and it looks like it's going to end up dumping a ton of rain. So, um, I got sent, a I got sent a barrage of emails today at work that consisted of, this is what you should do. Uh, this is how you should prepare the night before. Also, oh yeah, by the way, in like three hours later, hey, we're going to just get you guys some sandbags, and I'm like, oh god, this is not
0: going to be good. So basically putting, <laughs> uh, putting sandbags up in front of, or like in the, the front of all the units and everything?
1: Uh, uh, it's probably just going to be in front of the office. office. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Yeah, so they're probably just going up in front of the office, and the dummy, the I don't want to say the dummies are already out, but boy oh boy they are the crazies we're really feeling it um we're probably if it comes this way we're probably um i'm probably not going to be working on friday so what i actually want to do is inviting you and all the listeners all 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 one of you from idaho um to i'm probably gonna end up while i have power and internet um which we may or may not lose, but I plan on doing a uh, just doing a retro game stream if I'm off Friday. Nice. Um, you know, just to, uh, if the store is going to be, if I'm going to go back to a shit show, I might as well have some fun before I go back. And since we're oh. so
0: amazing at shameless self promotion, um, what exactly is uh, that stream location? Do you have a Twitch account, or is that something new that you have to set up?
1: Um, that will probably I'll probably end up doing it on YouTube.
0: Okay, YouTube Gaming or whatever that just directly links to all the other stuff?
1: I guess, yeah. Like, they do, like, they notify you when people stream. I only have, like, 25 subscribers, so...
0: Well, what's um, your YouTube uh, handle?
1: Uh, it's uh, Casual Gaming Poet. That's actually my handle on Twitch, too. Um, and... I probably just everybody seems to be streaming on YouTube because it seems to be easier just to do everything in one place so that's mm-hmm. probably what I'm going to do. Um I'm in the actually in the process of doing a pickup vid for the next couple of uh, for the next couple week from the last couple weeks. Uh I'm just trying to figure out uh I'm having technical issues. Um I I took so in in the two weeks the production value between the first and the first like two videos that are on there and like this one I'm working on is insane. So like in the two weeks I ended up getting a green screen. Oh, well. And a ton of lights. Um, So, like, I've got that. I've got all that. I took your advice with the lapel mic. However, I cannot seem to fucking get the audio file from my phone to my laptop. Because anytime I hook up my phone to my laptop, it doesn't want to recognize the file and then if I just email it to myself, for some reason Google doesn't want to download it as an MP, like doesn't want to save it as an MP3, mm-hmm. and just saves it as some kind of generic file. So I have no idea
0: what's going on. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we can we can yeah. sync up that offline, just depending on what apps you're using or whatever. But that's where I, I've had to use uh, some. Uh, I've had to use Spire, the one I sent you that was on Android, or the that on iOS. Uh, that was on iOS, which was very easy for me to say. Um, and, uh, like it was getting like a three hour recording file from my phone to my MacBook was basically like playing like ping pong and like moving it around and sending it up to Google Drive but down but not really and all this other stuff. So, depending on the app you're using and the format it records in, it can be easy or a pain in the ass. But, um, as long as like you get the quality and eventually you get a process down to know how to get it out of there, that's not as bad. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I also realized I'm probably going to have to buy another computer to edit on. So, uh, because it looks like I'm going to fucking fry my graphics card editing on this laptop, (laughs) uh, which is, which I didn't necessarily think was going to happen, but fun fact, if you, I think honestly, a lot of it's coming from the software that I'm using. Okay. Um, I'm using HitFilm Express because it was free. Um, and boy, oh boy, does it like to fucking chug on the computer and, uh. Yeah. Anytime I do that, like I would have to sit there and like, you know, oh, OK, how do I do this effect or how do I do this? Let me go YouTube that YouTube, so I can watch yeah. it. Oh, oh, it doesn't want to have this video editing software open and play a YouTube. Give me the picture on a YouTube video as well. So no. uh, that'll be fun. I'm like I am probably taxing that graphics card, <laughs> that graphics card pretty hard doing this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, so. I've noticed that over, like, I started doing editing videos in Final Cut on my MacBook um, a couple years ago, and when we first started doing it, it was zipping and su- super speedy and all this stuff, and then now, like, it, even just doing straight audio editing, um, it ends up chugging along, it takes longer to process all the imports and all that stuff, so, yeah, I mean, if you're using an older uh, uh, an older laptop um, that maybe doesn't have as uh, much of a, a multi-threaded processor. Um, it's going to be uh, screaming at you for sure.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to see, because the YouTube stuff is something I do want to do overseas as well. Uh, speaking of, I'm actually going down to the travel agency uh, to book my flight and hotel nice. for that trip in November. So I'm scared shitless, and I'm praying to God I don't get
0: canned. <laughs> but, but that's the way you need to do it, because that's uh you know it's a or get off the pot type thing. So that that's awesome. Oh. So I'm going down. Um, doing some. My
1: passport came. Uh, my proof of citizenship has not come back yet, uh, which is fun. Um, which I'm like, oh, I fucking. I'm surprised I got the goddamn passport. To be honest. Like, fucked up the address.
0: So like what is what beyond? I mean, do you need what what beyond the passport is the proof of citizenship?
1: Oh, uh the birth my birth certificate. Oh, okay. And because of like because it's like it's an entire clusterfuck because of my because of my father and he didn't want to take responsibility for I don't know being my father, so like the birth, like i have have like i have an amended birth certificate and then like my mom still has the original but doesn't have my father's information on it like so it's it's kind of a pain in the ass so um that's like an extra step like you know, I'd, you know i like i can get it replaced or whatever but you know um they generally say if you don't get it within a certain amount of time you know call and be like the state department lost my fucking uh. birth certificate <laughs> so um so yeah, so um, so yeah, so that's there. Um, I'm excited because it looks like I'm gonna have about a 30 hour flight, uh, including a, a layover in China for about 15, 16 hours. Uh, however, since I waited and I'm leaving in the middle of the week, uh, this ticket looks like it's gonna be under 900 bucks, including the fees from the travel agency. Uh, so it's gonna be a shitty flight, uh, and I'm praying I don't die. Uh, but, um. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, I'm in the hotel's probably going to be about seven bucks. So I'm going to be get everything set up for around 1600 bucks. Uh, and then I'm, uh, we've talked about it a little bit, uh, especially in the last episode, but, uh, Savannah video game expert, uh, expo is in November as well. So what I decided to do was like, well, fuck it. Well, if I'm just going to take the time off, I, I'll use 70 hours of PTO. That's technically a work week to this company. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll take my two weeks and a couple days and then just immediately come back right before Savannah video game expo and just fly back into Savannah.
0: Oh, that works too, so, yeah. I mean I'd love so being I was, able to have those multi-lake trips where you're able to, to string stuff along and it all ends up working out.
1: Yeah, so I'll either be uh flying back that Sunday night or that Monday morning to, from Savannah or maybe riding with people. Who's to say? Uh that part's for future Donald to worry about. Um Because I'll probably end up booking that hotel and all that a little closer to that event Um, that way because I'm focused on making sure I have all my money for uh, Japan, Mm -hmm. which is going to be really exciting because I'm going to try and stock up on some stuff to bring to Savannah Video Game Expo uh, since, you know, as much as we talk about fucking paper clipping on this podcast um, to maybe see if I can, I can stretch some, some, you know, 20, see what I can stretch like maybe 20, 30,000 yen into.
0: Well, I mean, especially, 3, yeah. especially coming straight from Japan, depending on, you know, bring in some of that stuff. And if you, uh, you know, do the due diligence there for some of the little stuff, you should be able to find something that's worth your while.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm excited, uh, nervous, but we're going to go and get all that done tomorrow. Uh, that way I can focus on this hurricane uh, hurricane stuff. I don't know how bad it's going to be. Um I don't know what we're gonna get, or if there's flooding. My roommate's not really taking the precautions that they need to for, whatever. So, like they're already running out of water and gas. So, I mean, um,
0: that's not a good sign. But you know,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So like, I have I have a friend who's a sheriff and who's like, hey. Uh, this you know this gas station's out of gas and has no water. Oh, hey, this get ga- you know. And I'm just sitting mm-hmm. there and like it took me. It took me. I ended up getting a few cases of water and a couple gallons, and that took that took three different stories for me. Oh well. Wow. So yeah, because I was gonna, I was just gonna end up doing it tonight, um, or tomorrow. And I was like, whatever, you know, just to kind of take my time and kind of enjoy it, you know, and uh, take my pace with it, but but. I there was like a flip, there was like a, a switch that was flipped between yesterday and today, where everyone was like whatever uh, about Hurricane, almost said uh, Francis, is it Florence? Florence, I think. Hurricane, yes. yeah, uh, Hurricane Florence in the machine, and um, between not caring about it and then immediately like, oh my God, we're all gonna die, and I don't know what that switch was. Uh <laughs> which I didn't actually know there was a hurricane until um Saturday. Because I don't I don't watch the news. Well, I, um, I knew there were
0: a couple where there was one that was supposed to be hitting, you know, Florida last week, um and then the the it immediately like turned attention to um the one that was further out in the coast, and this one's just the one that's been continually picking up steam.
1: Yeah, so um, it'll be interesting. Um, hopefully we don't. I like. I hope I get the day off from work. I don't mind. Lo- I like. I obviously don't want to lose the hours, but at the same time, I could use another day off this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I said, I've, I've as I've had none. Um, because what ends up happening is I end up just going into my provisions and uh, watching anime all day. So it's a weird. That's what I did during the snow days that we had. Um, which was weird. I just went outside, took some pictures, went back inside and just watched Dogen Rampa. <laughs> in of a shit, it was bad. <laughs> um, While eating, pe- while eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches.
0: I mean, so, th- those are the, the best things because I mean, A, they they're good. And then B, they don't need any power or anything else to make. And generally, unless you're weird like us and keep your bread and jelly in the fridge,
1: yeah, it's not too bad. Um I uh yeah, it was just it was weird. It was fun though. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that they end up closing down for Friday. Um and then uh be back open Saturday cuz the storm should be over by Saturday. Um or at least it should move on from us. Uh um, but yeah, I'm it'll be interesting it'll it'll be real interesting so um if anything there'll be that stream if i have that time off so if i have that time off there'll be a good old retro stream i'll probably be streaming some uh nes games Got i don't know if i have enough games to stream on the super nintendo uh because uh looking through my library it's just a shit ton of rpgs
0: come <laughs> along for the story like we'll yeah. we'll play for six <laughs> hours
1: <laughs> i've actually got three uh three games because i think i might have to reshoot my pickup video from the last couple of weeks i've got three <laughs> games just sitting here and of course one of them is an rpg uh but i don't think people are coming out to see me stream desert strike or zoop like i, I very well could have missed like some hurricane florence update yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna die pack
0: up your shit and flee It's coming right at us
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you know so because they don't, the meteorologists don't know. So, um, yeah. But of course, one of them uh, saying one of them secret of Mana, and the other two are <laughs> Zoop and Desert Strike. And I'm just like, man, I got a problem. <laughs> 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 I got a problem. Yeah. a Matter of fact, I'm just looking at this. Oh my god, this is so bad. <laughs> I'm go, I'm looking now. Now that I say that, I'm looking at this entire stack. Uh, it's like maybe about fifteen, twenty games, and I've got one, two, three, four five i think five or six rpgs in it <laughs> over the systems and and of course like the one thing you can't play rpgs yeah because you just don't have the you just don't have the time for it so <laughs> i keep dumping money into these stacking games i can't fucking use well, i mean that's
0: my favorite type too and so that's what all of mine are you know backstories of Uh, all the other games that I've played once and, you know, wanted to play more of. Um, And then, you know, a huge Final Fantasy fan. And then um, Legend of La Gaia was poorly received, but one that I I loved. Uh, So that's one that I want to go back and play more of. Um, And just all these other games where it just ends up being a case where uh, I don't end up having um, the time or you know the massive amount of time to be able to play all of them but uh, it ends up being a case where like i just keep buying more of them and more of them and that's as opposed to these quick hitter games so that's where we i need to start playing more of what we got out of the <laughs> nes classic and the snes classic as opposed to all of the other games where we constantly go with the, the newer games that are just a massive time suck
1: yep I uh, I actually... That's part of the reason why... Uh, so that's actually part of the reason why I get the limited run games is outside of their collectability. Um, is because they end up being short indie titles, so it's something I can sit down and play for a little bit and get feel like you can experience all of it. Um, speaking of new releases though, uh, you don't have a PS4. You have an Xbox One, don't you?
0: Yeah, I have, I have an Xbox. bone
1: uh, I was gonna... I was gonna grill, yeah, on the new Spider Man because I put off, I put off getting it, um, and because I'm waiting for some reason, I'm real hesitant about it. Uh, it looks good, but uh i'm not sure i like some of the choices they made i mean it looks
0: good um they were demoing it at uh san diego um they had a big uh uh, part of the marvel booth set up for that to play it on a lot of screens um i was kind of not playing it in protest because i wanted them to have more of the powers united marvel vr game um so that was uh annoying um but uh i I've seen a couple of my friends uh, online, pick it up. Um, and even, I believe that there's a special Spider-Man PS4 bundle slash maybe PS4 Pro mm-hmm. bundle. Um,
1: it's a PS4 pro.
0: Okay. So, I mean, so that, that looks interesting. Um, but I mean, that's the last thing I need is another, uh, system sitting around here that just collects dust and is either a glorified Roku or a paperweight. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I haven't picked it up. I haven't played it. Um, I haven't caught too much of a review of it. Um, But everything I've seen so far seems to look good. I mean, I've seen probably um, with all the NFL I watched yesterday, uh, I've seen the commercial for it about 37 times um, since uh, they were buying. They must have bought a lot of airtime there. Um, So I, I have seen the commercial for it, but I haven't actually played it myself
1: yeah i uh as i said i'm apprehensive on it um but uh so you watch you watched
0: the n f l yesterday huh uh yeah i mean that's going back to like one of our other uh uh discussions that that we were having um earlier in the group chat that uh, I I didn't spoil it for you um since uh, I wanted to talk about it here but um the, I'm in three fantasy football leagues this year uh and I ended up in one of them getting uh, our our arch nemesis uh, Russell Wilson again <laughs> I was going to say if it was up to me
1: I would just take the entire Cle- this year uh, I would just take the entire Cleveland Browns uh because I believe Believe they stand for what I stand for, uh, which is being the most awkward professional football team you could be. Uh, yes, we ended our two year w- we ended our two year losing streak with a tie. <laughs> but you didn't lose. <laughs> but uh, impressive mediocrity. Yeah, so yes, I love it. I also binged uh, Hard Knocks. Okay. Uh, HBO does not. <laughs> so. I have issues with HBO and it's because of how they market their programming. So years and years, I'd been hearing about fucking hard knocks and how good it was and everything. So, and how they follow an NFL, NFL team. And I'm like, great. Like I'm sitting down, I am ready. Like for this year, for some reason, I was like, I'm not going to watch any football because I really don't watch football anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know the rules and I know how to play and I know the positions. and I know some of the players or whatever. And, um, so I would just be really good. I'm a really good, I'm really good company for people's spouses that are really into football because I can kind of pay attention, but I'm much likely to talk about the duvet covers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, yeah, so they were following Cleveland bronze this year and I was like really excited to watch this. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was ready. I was invested as a viewer for the highs and lows of the season. And it turns out they only do five fucking episodes of hard knocks. I'm like, that's not even a series. That's a limited... That's a fucking TV special. Yeah. I'm like, five... And, of course, it's just training camp. And I'm like, who fucking cares about training camp? Yeah, I mean... Everybody looks good. Ugh.
0: Before, I, I would have to imagine the first couple of, of seasons that they did it, um I, they were definitely longer than, like, five episodes. They were at least, like, eight to ten. um I would say at least eight, because I, I know that there were somewhere, like, they, were, they definitely weren't just covering all of it in, in five episodes. um So... Uh, i mean that's definitely something that uh, uh i haven't really i haven't actually seen probably since like the second season of hard knocks i haven't watched um but the ones that they don't do it in season um but if you are looking for uh a much better version of hard knocks um then i would say turn to the all or nothing series um which are on amazon Ooh. prime um okay. and so the So first, you have to get over the hurdle of finding it on Amazon Prime. Um, So that's step one. Um, But, you know, depending on uh, your uh, interaction with Alexa, you can tell her to go find it. Um, But they it started the first season they did it. uh, It was with the. I don't remember if it was the 2015 or 2016 i think it was a 2015 arizona cardinals um they, they followed the entire season from training camp all the way through the playoffs um and it's it's an amazing season um i when i got back into going to the gym regularly last january uh like january 2017 um that's what i was uh watching while i was on the elliptical where i'd hop on the elliptical for like an hour um and you can literally like match up um my heart rate with uh, when they were showing like uh, game footage um, because like it would spike when they're playing the game and then it would drop off. Um, And so at least that one and a couple of the other ones um, that follow NFL teams uh, more recently, they did not last year, but the year before last, I want to say, yeah, year before last. um, I'm pretty sure actually it could have been last year. um, The 2017 Rams, Um, So the the when they were back in L.A., um, that's one. Uh, And then I forget who they did the NFL team in between there, Um, but may have been the Cowboys. I'm not sure, Um, but they also did University of Michigan football last year. Uh, And then Mm -hmm. they also did one with the New Zealand uh, All Blacks rugby team. Um, So at least the NFL ones are narrated by John Hamm. Um, so in and of itself, that is more than enough to just, uh, to just go in and, and watch at least a couple of them. Um, cause he does an excellent job narrating it. Um, and uh they're just they're they're very well done um so i i think if you're looking to kind of like uh upgrade your uh your hard knocks game um i would say check out all or nothing at, at least the um the one from a couple years ago the arizona one was was excellent um and everything i've heard about some of the other ones i haven't caught up on all of them um are mm-hmm. just as just as good
1: that's that's awesome like yeah i'll check it out i think the new seasons they they're following dallas Uh, Which did pop up a couple times. I didn't realize there was more than one season of that because Amazon. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, this is a new thing. Um, I actually got weird. I just uh, I don't know what it is, but I've been in a sports. I've been in a weird sports documentary mood lately. Uh, I've been watching. I actually just finished uh, Beyond the Mask on Hulu and boy that was uh, where they follow the mascots yeah i don't know i don't know why but i just watched it <laughs> and then, and then i immediately just i think what it was is because they all made me sad and i just kept watching there was something about it that just kept making me watch it i was like this makes me sad but i want to see what happens <laughs> like um that wasn't that wasn't too bad um the boy there was a lot of production in that and uh i guess the show wasn't super popular because uh about half about halfway through the first season i i did a uh where i like i, I kept doing a whole bunch of where are they now google searches yeah. and nothing came up so i was like oh this one's not been that popular <laughs> it was just me oh my goodness so uh did you get a chance to watch all in, speaking of all or nothing
0: uh i have not yet so um that was, uh, last weekend. So, I mean, that was the other big thing. Uh, I mean, since we talked last, like I ran a tough mutter, survived that, um, with only some minimal blisters, no broken bones, thankfully. Um, so that's a start. Um, and now I'm done my running for the, the summer. So that's nice. Um, but then the following weekend, uh, which was last weekend, uh, we had friends in town over Labor Day to uh, celebrate our, our wedding anniversary with us, um, which unfortunately coincided with All In, um, which for you know our listeners that don't know what that is, that was a, a very large uh, independent wrestling show um, put on by uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks um, out in a, a suburb of Chicago, uh Technically, I believe it's Schaumburg, um, in a, a, a smaller, you know, but it's still a, a ten thousand seater, um, and that was the number that they were they were trying to get to for for the seats there. Um, and So that was a, a pretty stacked card for that. Um, which also, uh, because there was a whole independent uh, wrestling do it by your bootstraps uh, type event going on, um, there was also some work being done to put on a weekend long podcast convention, or sorry, wrestling podcast convention. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, if they do it next year, we can get in on that one. Um, but that was uh, the wrestling event was called All In. Um, the podcast convention was called StarCast. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was Thursday through Sunday with All In being a Saturday night. Um, I was able to get up there on Thursday night for a couple of events. There was a, a live uh, Monday Night Wars debate. Uh, between uh, Eric Bischoff and uh, um, Bruce Pritchard, uh, which was, which was excellent. Um, and then another one, which was Botchamania, a live event there um, that was actually hosting Tony Schiavone um, as the the special guest. And then it also had Ron Funches there as well. Um, so the, the two panels that, that I went to for that were, were just amazing. Um, I, I, I haven't really kept up much with Bischoff, like outside of um, the the wrestling world, um, and just uh, what he kind of came through with and like discussed as as part of the business acumen, and then the an interesting view on kind of the downfall of WCW and how it was killed by competition, but also killed by being owned by a corporation. Um, and now working inside a rather large corporation, um, it was very interesting to see, um, parallels and dichotomies and, and things like that there. And so it was, that was, um, very interesting. I, and I learned that he has his own podcast called 83 weeks, um, which covers, you know, all of the, <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, the, the 83 weeks where, uh, WCW beat, uh, WWE WWF in the, uh, in the Monday night ratings. Um, so that was that was really well done. Um the Botchamania was was excellent. Um essentially there was uh, an opener who came out and did like ten minutes of stand-up comedy. Ron Funches came out and did like ten minutes of stand up comedy, and then they had the uh the Boccia mania panel with Tony Shavani. Um and uh they uh, apparently you know of Botchamania um as, since uh you responded to some of that. Um but uh the some of the, the stuff that they were showing was just amazing um and just ridiculously <laughs> cringy and gut worthy. Um and you never reacted uh to the link I sent you of what made me fall out of a chair and, and essentially beat up the woman next to me because I was laughing so hard um from one of the uh basically the uh the piece de resistance of uh, of the Bachamania panel. Um but uh we'll we'll link to that uh in our show notes too. Oh, was that the monkey? Was that right? Yeah, it was the uh, little person dressed in a yellow and blue gorilla costume who is sitting on the edge of the apron and a <laughs> luchador <laughs> runs and does a baseball slide, uh, kicks the the little person in the ass and essentially forces him to do a shooting star press from the ring apron onto a guy that's like sitting uh, uh, near the, uh, the the crowd. Be- crowd- crowd barrier um and they showed that thing like four times and there were people (laughs) who were on the floor crying it was it was like nobody knew what the hell just happened um and it was it was ridiculous
1: yes i'm trying to load it right now on youtube um so my favorite part so i've been watching i found out about botchamania years and years oh my god almost eight years ago okay um it, Matthew has been doing it for years, and my favorite parts of Botchamania are always the endings. Uh, for whatever episode, whenever he puts up an episode, the endings are so funny because it's usually like some stupid wrestling stuff dubbed over um, over something else. Uh, here we go. We loaded it. What kind of offense is that?
0: What? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I mean, I've, you know, tables, letters, and chair, chairs match, and then now it's like, no, we'll just use this this little person as a uh, flying projectile. Oh my
1: goodness! So, Bacha the endings are always great, and uh, because he ends up hitting the right level of like, if you if you're a very specific kind of nerd, his endings are always hilarious. And my favorite running joke he did for a long time. Um, back in the day uh back when Conan O'Brien was Conan O'Brien uh he had this gag on the uh, late what was it the what, the, the late show after yeah late show with conan yeah. o'brien and uh he had a gag where he would always pull a lever to show walker texas ranger clips okay. in like, the middle of the show <laughs> and so matthew being matthew um took that gag uh took that gag and a soundbite of Conan screaming Jesus when he pulls the lever to go into like and incorporated that into a show to like into really cringy botches or like it was it was it was so funny. um So those are always good. Uh, but dude, all in real talk, best show of the year, hands down. It's going to be the best show of the year. Like, ha- hands down. The it was the best overall card from the beginning to the end the lowest match uh melter rating match i'm not going to tell you which one the lowest match was a 2.75 on his on his thing okay. so um we, which for him is still pretty good
0: we did it i i did buy it um and then so uh i i went <laughs> ahead and bought it and then uh based off of uh, our friends being in town and a, a handful of them Um, being, uh, Stephen Amell fans, uh, we went ahead and and watched that one, um, on, uh, the TV. I hooked up the laptop since I didn't figure out any other way to, to get it there. Um, so we hooked (laughs) up and watched that one. Um, and to me, that one was a damn good match. Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen much of Christopher Daniels wrestle. I, I know his name. I don't know if I've seen him before or not or whatever, but, um, and I don't know if it was him working extra hard to put off or to, to put over Amel. Um, but he, I mean, if he was, he definitely did because, uh, Amel looked like a season pro in that match compared yep. to Daniel's looking like he missed a couple spots. Um, so it could have been one or the other. Um, but that was, that was, you know, for what I was expecting coming in where, you know, most of the, uh, kind of the, um, WWE celebrity matches, uh, tend to be pretty much a shit show. Um, but that was very much, uh, a, uh, you know, that, that set the bar for, uh, what I was expecting there. So yep. I, I, um, depending, I've got some work travel this week. So depending on, uh, how much work I get done, uh, I'll do that on, uh, um, uh, Wednesday night when I'm out of town, just to, mm-hmm. to catch up on that. Since I, I have the, uh, video on demand version of it.
1: Yes. The Stephen Amell match was a pretty good match. Um, not to go into spoilers, but uh, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed some of those matches more because uh, I have access to um, uh, New Japan's streaming app, and it's streaming on there. And I actually went back and watched the women's match again because the women's match was that good. Um, and I was actually I was like super surprised that it not that I was super surprised it was that good, but how how good it was. Um, I actually went back and watched that again because I had watched like the first couple matches. Oh my God, there's, dude, there's a, oh my God, there's well, I mean, that was one of the insanity. ones like during the yeah.
0: event when when you were watching it. I mean, you were messaging me about that one as far as like, dude, like just even just, you know, early card women's match. This is absolutely ridiculous and over the top. So, it, you know, if this is early card, what's the rest of it going to be?
1: Yeah, there's a match, there's a match later um, and you'll know which one it is. because of how it ends where it goes from oh my god i can't believe that just happened to laughing out off your ass going oh my god i can't believe i just happened that happened and that match was absolutely fucking fantastic and like it reminded me overall watching all in reminded me of being a kid again watching wrestling for the first time with like some some uh family friends and Mm -hmm. knowing i was seeing something special yeah like the first pay-per-view i ever actually watched was. Uh, that SummerSlam in nine—it's either SummerSlam in '99 or 2000—with a triple threat match between the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudley's—the okay. TLC match. Yeah, that was like one of the first wrestling wrestling matches I actually ever sat down and watched. Um, was was on that pay-per-view, and I saw that, and I was like, "This is fucking awesome!" <laughs> and like, All In reminded me of that, where I said, "I want to watch all of these people all of the time. Put this on my television, like now." And It was so good. I was, I was thoroughly impressed with all of the card, um, and and uh, the one. I'll, I'll save that for after. But I was, I was. There was one match I wasn't too into, um, but everything else I was really. Everything else was awesome. Uh, and if you folks listening like wrestling, you need to watch it. It's. Honestly, the best show. You don't need to know anything about these folks. It's the best wrestling show this year, hands down. Better than um, anything else that WWE is gonna put out. Oh yeah, and and I'll make it clear, I'm not one who's like "Mm, independent wrestling. You know, with my little brandy sifter. Like, you know, I don't mind the WWE, but like if I was getting consistent shows like that. I would not watch never again, mm-hmm. never again. Like it was that good, that that good, and like I don't know, it, it just it was a lot better than a lot of the stuff that I've seen. And considering we only have three pay per views to possibly compete with it, I'm pretty safe in saying that that's the best pay per view this this year.
0: Oh yeah, I'm pretty much uh, figured that was uh, that was going to be the case. Um, just where it ends up being, uh, you know, a difference between. Um, you know, uh, kind of a, a purist or, you know, wanting to be more of a, um, more specific, more just, uh, pure wrestling show, um, as opposed to a more general sports entertainment series, um, which is, you know, what the WWE puts out there, uh, week in and week out. And, um, you know, so, so that's something where it was, uh, as, a, as a one-off, uh, I mean, something that was easier to, to get into and pay attention to, as opposed to, you know, more WWE stuff where it feels like you would need to pay attention more. Um, but even with like all of the breaks they had during SummerSlam, where they had like five minutes setups to each match anyway. Um, I, I mean, you don't really, you're not missing much of the story. Um, but uh, I mean, everything I've, I've heard so far is that, you know, this was just agree like in hundred percent agreement with you um, where this would just blow the doors off of anything WWE is going to do this year.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think they come. I don't think the WWE comes close. Uh, The last big pay per view we have realistically this month or this year Survivor Series. I don't think they come close. Mm -hmm. They haven't started hyping. Like, granted, they only hype you know maybe three weeks before because we all have the memories of Goldfish. Um, But I just don't see. I I don't. I don't see Survivor Series. Look, I love Survivor Series. Survivor Series is one of my favorite pay per views. Um, it's my favorite one out of the big four. I don't think, I don't think they come close. I don't think. No. Yeah. Then we have maybe TLC and then the one for October Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. Or it's probably what, it's probably
0: what Hell in a cell? <laughs> uh, for one right now. Yeah. the I mean, the one for that's at
1: uh, one, one October.
0: Well, no, Helena sells <laughs> next week or actually this upcoming weekend. Um, Oh, and then so well because evolution is the one in october
1: oh okay it's halloween havoc
0: <laughs> i might as well just
1: watch a halloween havoc
0: i mean, I mean there's a lot more that i've been going back to on on the uh the network for uh just background noise so uh between all the other stuff that i've been uh listening to and a lot of the stuff that you know the, the tales that were told last week um at uh or when I was at Starcast um there's definitely a handful there that like I want to go back and look at specific uh, pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, I um <laughs> I, you know after, it's it's so messed up like I'm excited for the for evolution but at the same time I just want good wrestling and like you know uh, and I know the women can do it but I don't know if the WWE can actually produce it. Like like going back and looking at it because now i've been i've been out there experimenting man mm-hmm. but opening my eyes to the world of independent wrestling and like you know uh, you know it's not it's just they don't know how to tell a story anymore you know like trying to turn I, I don't know if you've been following at least a little bit they're trying to turn your boy braun heel
0: yeah and uh and nobody's nobody's having it that's what uh i mean i last week because we had friends in town on Monday um, and then uh, I had a fantasy draft on Tuesday. um, We didn't actually watch any of uh, last week's uh, raw or SmackDown in in real time. Um, But then uh, we ended up having um, time later in the week. uh, So I caught up with it and the majority of raw, I was fast forwarding through, um, but I did see all of the stuff uh, about them trying to, trying to to basically turn him heel uh and then uh on smackdown just an hour less but then it's also just better programming in general um but all of the the stuff on raw where they were setting it up to try to to do that where he's still coming out and everybody's still cheering him and still chanting get these hands and all of that stuff um so like i i don't know how uh how much that'll actually stick oh yeah
1: well it, it, you know they just don't know what they're doing Um, or correction, they're trying to have stuff done a very specific way. So, um, I just, I don't know. All I know is that watching all in made me like really amped and, you know, I have no idea what the WWE is doing. I hope they can turn it around. Like they've got this Becky Charlotte feud that could be fire. Um, and maybe not because they don't know what they're doing with that either. Oh, oh, jeez! But I'll keep. I mean, I'll obviously keep watching. But we'll we'll see. We'll probably watch a couple of Raws before the pay per view.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what we've before or just since I ended up always um, missing out on certain things, or like I would never, especially now that football season's up. Um, I would always get uh, a little. I, I would always pick one or the other but now with just how easy it is to uh um to DVR it I just and how much room you have on a default DVR um I just DVR all of them and then so that way I don't have to worry about them editing the crap out of it on Hulu or anything like that and I'm always able yep. to, to catch up pretty easily so most of the stuff I'll uh, I'll have and just at least fast forward through so then I can you know get forward get through like 3 hours in an hour and save myself 2 t- 2 hours of a uh, real lifetime
1: Yep, uh, pretty much. I'm pretty much the same. Like I um, like I just end up skipping it, and I have a couple threads or whatever that I, uh, or a couple forums or whatever I'll subscribe to, mm. and I'll just check out their things. And if there's something cool, like I'll go back and see if I can find it. But if there's not, I just I just give up on it. Like, you know. I'm...
0: I mean, I think that's the vast majority of it. Um, there was uh on at Starcast too. Um do you don't have access to Sirius Radio at all? I don't. Okay, so um the one of the shows on there is uh on the Fight Nation channel um is busted open um uh, with Dave Lagreca and uh Bully Ray um who WWE name was Bubba Ray Dudley. Um, and so they're, they actually have a, uh, um, a show, the, their busted open show is on five days a week on Sirius um, for some amount of time during those days. Um, and they were doing a, uh, a, uh, live, um, they were doing uh, fr- like all day Friday or like breakfast was busted open. So they were doing like a five hour live spot from StarCast. Um, and so one of the people actually came up um, and asked a question. And that was the other thing, like I had said uh, um, to you in our direct chat. um. Was that some of the questions at Starcast actually made sense? Um, there, there were definitely some of in the Q and A section. There were some that were still uh, cringeworthy, but there seemed to be some more that were that did make sense. Um, and so there was one that uh, um, got asked of uh, them when I was listening on Friday um, about a uh, you know if there's any. The, the way it was phrased was that since the WWE is in trouble um, and with the popularity of all in, do they foresee another Monday night war slash takeover coming in the near future, etc.? Um, and like bully Ray jumped in on that right away and was like, first, let me clarify your premise um, or let me restate your premise in no way, shape or form um, is the WWE in trouble. Um, the, all the fans here that are in your, you know, uh, peripheral vision, um, may have, uh, problems, concerns, or issues with the, the way the current WWE programming is going. Um, but the, between, uh, the TV programming between the network between merchandising, between licensing, um, Vince is in there counting his money very easily and very happily, you know, every month. Um, now there, that doesn't mean that because of that, there isn't a market for other types of wrestling content, which obviously all in provide something new Japan and the, the success there. Um, so there are other capabilities of doing that. Um, but with with what you know, creative at uh, the WWE is trying to do and, and things like that, there really isn't and there really isn't anything um, that is as close as WWF WCW was, you know, twenty years ago um, as opposed to where they are now, just because w w e even you know with the creative ups and downs um, still run it as a super tight production ship they have everything done end to end the the network and all of that stuff and and licensing and everything um so they may take bumps and bruises, but they're still you know the the leader type thing now with that though obviously there's plenty of room for everybody else to have um their their cup of tea inside of there and then he went on to to say some other things um so it's interesting to me too there to see more of the just alternate programming because obviously there is a lot of stuff, um, that, you know, the Monday, Tuesday shows don't really provide. Like I, I want to watch wrestling. I don't really care for 45 minutes of exposition, um, and promos. Like, I mean, there's some guys that are good on the mic, um, but the rock's not there anymore. So like, we're, (laughs) we're not going to get those epic promos anymore. Um, so the, the majority of the time, I, I mean, I told Amanda this, but I, I probably will stop watching raw like live and just, you know, fast forward through it, like I said, but then try to catch NXT a little bit more regularly since every, you know, takeover I watch just blows my mind. Um, and so to, to see that where there's less, uh, promos and just more outright, you know, good wrestling, uh, that's worth a shot. Um, and so I think there's also a little bit of a dichotomy there between NXT and the the main roster and kind of what Triple H is producing versus what Vince is producing. Um, so, you know, we'll see where that goes for the foreseeable future. Um, but I definitely don't think that there's anything um, that, uh, you know, there's anything to worry about there.
1: Yeah, like, uh, so side note, it's raining here. So apparently the end's coming now.
0: <laughs> No, um is it yeah, just raining rain or is it this- raining cats and dogs yeah. is it raining blood is it raining frogs <laughs> <laughs>
1: well i don't know it looks like there's a lot of locusts outside
0: and no <laughs> it's just uh, i guess the thunderstorm
1: we're actually supposed to have thunderstorms like all this week <laughs> so that's why it's one of these things where everybody's like oh, i'm not concerned i'm like you do realize we're gonna have rain accumulation beforehand before a fucking hurricane comes but yes go on please tell me how uh <laughs> simple mathematics doesn't work um no so um yeah like uh, that's 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 always a big thing too is that i'm uh i with what Billy ray said um a hundred percent makes sense uh i'm not one of those ones that's like the wwe is gonna go out of business yeah the thing is is that you know they're they're marketing something for somebody and it's obviously popular enough for for them to keep making money. What are they making money off? Like, I don't... They're getting my $120 a year for my, you know, WWE network. But I don't buy shirts. I haven't bought any shirts. I haven't done anything like that. I haven't gone and seen a live show in a long time. Um, But I know I'm not their target audience. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, yeah, stuff drives me nuts, but to say that they're fucking suffering, that's silly
0: yeah um, to to say they're in trouble yeah to see that and then i mean like you said like yeah you're you're a network subscriber which just in and of itself and being a subscriber yeah they're only getting 120 bucks from you but they're able to leverage those subscription numbers to all of their investors to all of their business partners to all of their advertisers which makes it so much easier and then i don't know if we did or not if or if i sent you any of them but like i mean the at San Diego, we swung by the Mattel booth and all of the, um, the toys that they had out for the WWE line in there. And legitimately half of the Mattel booth was WWE action figures. Um, and so, and all unique action figures. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they had just released, I believe the Barbie line of the WWE, uh, women's, uh, division. Um, and so they had a bunch of them there and then, uh, more, uh, Funco styley ones, but then they also had um, you know just the outright Mattel stuff. Um, so there's there's plenty there that they're going to have uh, you know a long licensing future, um, and with the, the the way that they're kind of branding everybody in NXT and having them come up uh, and you know embracing the characters and not having them to have to rebrand or, uh, you know, take off on, on older characters, there's going to be a lot there that they'll have for, for, you know, quite a while.
1: Yeah. Like I, and that's the thing too, is I've never been one to say, Oh, the WD WWE is on fire for the only way they'd be on fire is that, you know, if there were actual competition, but there's not Mm -hmm. all in was fantastic, but, I guarantee the quality of all in would fucking degrade. That's a,
0: that's to, not a that's a wrestling like,
1: Yeah. Uh, to do it month or to do it fucking weekly or even bi-weekly. Um like I don't know about you, but one of the things with the Ring of Honor, since they've really started to be televised, um, which I don't even know where you can watch it, but um it's a thing where like they're kinda not going like it's a weekly show is a tough thing to do. And the WWE WWE is the does it the best. Right. And they know how to merchandise to target markets children because they can make toys out of these fucking superheroes mm-hmm. that they can make and fucking these superheroes and villains that they can just make out of fucking thin air, which is fantastic. Like they're going to always keep making money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's, because there's always going to be little kids in the world, unless we add, uh, you know, end up in a children of men yeah. situation, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> like yeah you know they're gonna be leaning even harder into it now are they gonna be you know worth as much without you know with you know mattel losing a main distributor and toys r us that's that's a relevant question you know do you see now a, a better question for bully way probably would have been like since you know the the, the WWE makes a lot of money of their merchandising do you think the fact that they're they have less places to sell their merchandise would cause them to slightly change their product to maybe try and recoup some of that loss. That's a relevant question, you know, when because Mattel stock, Hasbro stock, they all dropped like a shit ton when um you know, uh when Toys R Us closed. You know, when the leading toy retailer fucking closes, and when you're fighting for shelf space, that's going to affect your bottom numbers. You know, that affects how Mattel, how many figures, manu- Mattel manufactures for the WWE that affects all that stuff. So like, would that have been a relevant, a more relevant question? Possibly. But that's also a question that fucking bully right. Can't answer. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah like. But no, I've never, I've never been one of those fans. And I like, I can see like how that can be kind of frustrating for them too when they you know when people say that the WWE is on fire, dude. I mean, for fuck's sake, Zack Ryder is still selling merchandise. No, yeah, when was the, exactly.
0: Yeah. Like I mean, the, there's still the the amount of merch that's getting moved by. Uh, even guys that you're guys and women that you're not even thinking of on the WWE roster, it still, you know, makes, makes most of the uh, independent guys, you know, dream for that. Um, So it ends up being a case where there's, you know, a long way to tumble. Not that, you know, there a isn't room for improvement or b market share to be had. um, But it is definitely something um, that, uh, you know, there's still a, it, it's a long way to the top of the mountain.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, people don't understand. This is one of the things that I I have a unique background with production, right? Um, and I see – I've seen all the sides of it. I've seen the sides basically as a writer and I've seen a lot of the background. And, of course, I've seen – now, have I seen the specific wrestling I've seen the product on television, but I'm not I, I haven't been a wrestler. I haven't been a booker. I'm not too familiar with that. But I do know how I have studied extensively how to tell a story and how to produce things. Um, and. People don't understand that producing a weekly episodic television show is fucking tough. Mm-hmm. They do not take any time. They take time off for fucking Christmas ish one day. Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Labor Day, especially Labor Day, they are on television producing Snowstorms, they are producing, it's live, te- they're producing episodic live television, which is fucking nuts and something that's really archaic if you think about it. But, um, <laughs> harkens back to, you know, the, the olden days of live uh, teleplays on the radio. Um, but... You know, it's just such.
0: Well, I mean, that's when they were out here around Christmas time. I mean, they had Raw on Monday night and that Monday was Christmas. And then, I mean, we went the night after and we're there for Smackdown the the night after. And, you know, it was both humming like a machine, like there was no problem with any of it. So um, the fact that, you know, they are doing that where it is, you know, you know, 50 ish weeks a year, give or take um, so that they end up having all of that. Again, like you said, just running nonstop all the time. Yeah,
1: um, I just, you know, and, and not a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling fans take that for granted. Now, you know, because when you're playing, you know, armchair Booker, uh, it's a lot easier to be able to tell a story. But, you know, this is the other thing, too, is it's like you're trying to tell a story that makes money. It's tough does WWE do things I don't agree with? Fucking absolutely however I understand A their business B I'm not their target audience and C they gotta make fucking money <laughs> and like if you look at it if you look at their decisions with that that makes total sense right so we don't like Roman Reigns Roman Reigns gets booed but they're, he's still selling a ton of merchandise bad guys don't sell a lot of merchandise that's a fucking age old thing who out there is buying the fucking, you know. Eh, every kid wants to be Superman. They don't want to be Lex Luthor. Exactly. You know.
0: I mean, he's still, I mean, he's still I getting to put Lex over. Luthor. He's still getting super but, like <laughs> heavy cheers at house shows. So just because that's not what, yeah. you know, that's not what the the bigger city crowds aren't uh getting uh responses to on, you know, where wrong SmackDown are um, doesn't mean that, you know, the majority of the the rest of the WWE universe is still the same way.
1: Yeah. So, you know, um, it's just nuts. It's nutters. Um You know, I was going to say kids want to be Batman, not the Joker, but nowadays these kids are fucking weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but no, like, like, it's not going to affect anything. It totally makes sense, like, from a logistics standpoint, it totally makes sense for them to try and turn Braun heel, right? Does it make sense to us? No. Does it seem like it makes sense on television right now? No. But it makes sense for their stories to continue, like, if you're making money, you're going to keep trying to do what you need to do to make money. So, you know, it's... people have to remember that it's a business first and foremost mm-hmm. that just happens to entertain us so you know uh, stuff like star starcast like uh, i i kind of feel bad like we were, we were talking about that like uh, or in our in our little chat there like <laughs> how much we should on Q&As like uh, <laughs> um you know all those people there working starcast realize that there's the reason that the WWE is still the place that everyone wants to go. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, dude, even, even after fucking all in fucking the bullet club, the bullet club elite, uh, which is hangman page, Cody Rhodes, the young butts and Kenny Omega. We're all trying to figure out where the fuck they're going to go. Yeah. Right. Like, exactly. Like, All in was a fantastic show, right? Totally fantastic, and I think Cody has uh, the Cody, Cody and the Young Bucks have some real good opportunities for bookers later to be bookers later in life. Oh, absolutely, Um, and run really successful stuff. Uh, With that being said, like that was a great show and it was special, but the motherfuckers still want to get paid, and I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. Like that's like you. Like, that's still the end goal for a reason. No, there are going to be no. You could have fucking 20 all ins. And I love the show. And I love those guys. And you could have 20 fucking all ins. And little kids aren't going to grow up and be like, I want to be an all in. They're going to grow up. They're still going to want to be in WrestleMania. You know, like you could have 20 fantastic all ins and it's still not make a damn difference to the dent of the WWE because it's different. Different crowds.
0: Exactly. And also there was some stuff after all in that I saw that like they, and I mean, not like either bragging or patting themselves on the back or anything, but they just like released the numbers um, of the gate for all in and then fight release the numbers for streaming and all of that stuff. And I mean, for what you think with a 10,000 person show um, and numbers and everything, I mean, I think I want to say the gate, for that was 600 grand. So, so in-person attendance for a 10,000 person uh, arena show was 600 grand. Um, obviously that's not a lot of money to work with, um, for <laughs> having that many, uh, like to having like, uh, superstars of that caliber, um, there, how many times a year, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it, I mean, obviously for a one-off that production budget is pretty high. Um, that's why, you know, fight and whatever fight paid to, to be the official streaming provider, um, for that is going to help offset some of that, uh, you know production cost, um, but mm. that's the same thing. I mean, and that's why WWE is able to do everything with just they—they they can shrug off a lot of hits because everything—everything everything that they have, they have—you know—the production down to a science, um, and it just makes it so much easier. As opposed to, you know, uh, Cody and and the Bucks now trying to operationalize what they're doing, they're going to burn through a lot of money to get back to something, um, that would be on a a weekly or even, you know, semi-regular basis, um, and, and do that. So eventually that is going to be something where, you know, it's either, it's not going to be for, you know, four or five years where they, they turn a cash profit, um, or it's something where, you know, they, they work the Indies for a while and then go back to, uh, you know, the larger established promotions in some sort of, uh, you know, uh, both in front and behind the camera roll. Now, whether or not Cody's doing that based off of some of the stuff I've heard him say about triple H, probably not WWE anytime soon. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, it'll be interesting to see where, where they go or end up or what they try to make out of this, but it's not like it's, it, the spirit of that guy's question that that got asked on on busted open it's not like they can flip a switch and go from all in to a all in monday night show every week and that's there's you know <laughs> there's very much a spectrum there and a lot of money that's going to make that happen and just be like yeah it'd be nice to have it but it's not you know like who's who's funding it where where all the trucks come and blah 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 who's booking arena stuff like that so it's you know a night and day difference
1: yeah, yeah, I just, um, and to live, I want to live in that world where you can be that delusional, where you're like, oh, well, you did this one thing, so you can do it all the time, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, made, it, it makes me wonder what happened to the special treats that you would have, like, your parents would be like, this is a special time thing, and you just understood that it was a special, not every every, maybe blue moon kind of thing you know, it wasn't guaranteed every week. Like you just fucking understood that you learned that lesson when you were like six, when they're like, you can eat ice cream for dinner this once. Mm-hmm. This is fucking it. You only get it this one time. And you're like, okay, you do it once. And then you learn real quick when you go tomorrow, Mark, we have ice cream. And they go, fuck no, you little shit. Yeah. And then they go, <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was a fucking one time thing. And you're like, oh shit. All right, well give me the broccoli and roasted salmon. Um, I don't know why I started to sound like Michael J Fax there, but, um, uh, but yeah, like, I, like, how could you not learn that less than like, how could you not understand that this was a special limited thing? You know, um, maybe it's because of the way that we're inundated with these ideas of marketing and that limited time things also automatically have to mean consume, consume, consume. And if we're good consumers, we're going to get more
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of, Enjoying just the experience and I don't think a lot of folks realize that like stuff like all in stuff like um, you know live theater shows that kind of stuff you know you're there for the experience you're not there to be a consumer you know you're there to experience something and that's something that not a lot of folks understand sometimes
0: exactly Um, you know so. So one other thing I, I did want to say, I, I don't know if you've seen it or depending on some of your, your Netflix viewing um, or just how much of a, a He-Man fan you are. Uh, there's a, a new documentary that came out on Netflix recently called the power of gray skull, um, mm. which uh, it's subtitled the definitive history of He-Man and the masters of the universe. Um, so we were set to, to watch something else uh, Friday night, but then uh, Amanda ended up, uh, taking a nap um so i we're we were still chilling in the living room and i had seen this the night before i was like oh what the hell i'll watch it now um and depending on or not knowing where it was going to start and obviously and everything it was going to encapsulate like i was like, oh cool check it out um and it ended up being very very interesting um Going back from even like uh, um, pre-Genesis days of He-Man and kind of talking about the Kenner and Mattel market of what toys were like um, and how G.I. Joe was pretty much what like uh, boys played with um, and even something at the time called Big Jim. Is that a toy line you've ever heard of? <laughs> um, so, Big Jim was another one that was uh, they were comparing it to. Uh, but then it was interesting to see, like, kind of the genesis of He-Man from not even where they instead of taking making toys from existing IPs and movies or books or television shows, this was just something where like the company created. Um, He-Man and kind of tying back into what you were just talking about, as far as like telling a story, that's really what they did. They had to, they created the toys and then created these characters. And then now they had to basically start reverse engineering this to go into something where it was going to be, um, you know, they have something. That was, uh, you know, an infomercial. So they had to tell like a a short five minute story with it. And then it grew into like a half hour long infomercial. So now they had to tell something that was like, um, a full half hour. Um, and then, uh, so it ended up being just a, a ton of, uh, very insightful stuff. Um, but then not necessarily, um, anything as far as once I was of age, uh and starting collecting some of like i i recognized some of the toys and understood like why they made some of the decisions they did for for certain toys and everything but even like looking back now um like it was just like oh there's some you know epiphany type moments where looking at it um like every male character had the same body type. It was the same He Man body type, um, and then they generally just changed the like head or the gloves or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, it was interesting to see that. And then it went into like some of the TV series and and um, the animated series, uh, and then uh, the Dolph Lundgren movie and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff there, um, and a lot of the the actors that were in the movie there that I completely forgot about, or even just like some of the last minute stuff that they did for the movie and changed it. Um, and then how it kind of got rebirthed, um, within, you know, five, a couple of years ago. Um, and then they actually even had like uh, interviews from on the floor in San Diego comic-con, uh, from 2017, uh, cause they're interviewing a guy. I'm like, that looks familiar, and I know what lanyard he's wearing. And then, like, they cut a couple of different shots around like the booth where they're at. I was like, "Yep, that's exactly where it was." Um, so it was just it was awesome to see that. So that's that's definitely something worth checking out. Um, if uh, if you're a you know a tangential He-Man interactionist, um, as well as uh you know toy documentaries and stuff like that, since the the toys that made us documentaries also pretty popular.
1: Yes. Uh, I so I've actually been dealing with some issues with no I haven't seen it I'm very upset that Netflix did not recommend this to me considering I did watch all of the toys that made us um and this seems very like if you watch this you would also like a hundred percent
0: it should be like a hundred percent uh recommended to you I've
1: actually been dealing with issues so I have been getting frustrated with Netflix um as streaming service, because I've had it a couple times now and the price has gone up. Whatever it, I don't, I don't care that the price has gone up, but it's increased and the quality of the service has been going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's less items to choose from, uh, their algorithms don't seem to work, um, as well as they used to. Um, and they're just losing content. I went on Netflix, um, for the first time on my personal Netflix account for the first time in a couple months, uh, because most of the stuff for the last month and a half, I've just been binging stuff up on Amazon prime, uh, and not good stuff. Like, (laughs) like, uh, for instance,
0: I've been watching trash.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, I've been watching, I did watch some Zach Wars is trash. I've actually watched all that. Um, I've been watching like Buzzfeed garbage off of there. Okay. Like, um, not good. I have like, it, sh- it shows you the depths of like what I've been doing in Amazon prime. I started watching the Dilbert animated series. Oh, wow. Um, because they had that there and I remember watching that as a kid. Um, and I was like, Oh, this is weird. Let's, let's watch this. And I've been watching it and playing, like, oh, this isn't great. Um, it's not very good. Um, But I I went on Netflix and I could not tell that there were, I went on Netflix to watch something specifically that had dropped, could not tell a new thing had dropped and it made it worse. It was one of their fucking programs that they made. Mm -hmm. And I could not tell that they had fucking, that it was, that it had released. I couldn't find it easily. I couldn't do anything like that's not, that's not how you want that to be. That's not the experience you want. Um, and I'm really surprised that Netflix has, I don't want to say made their streaming service so difficult to use now, but it's always buried. Like you can't find anything. Um, like I haven't watched iron fist season two yet, which is kind of late for me. Cause I usually try to stay on top of this. Um, with that being said, I, I, I'm at Marvel fatigue. Um, just even with the shows um, I watched cloak and, Have you finished Cloak & Dagger? Yeah, we finished Cloak & Dagger. Oh, good. So now I can shit on it. Yeah. Um, um, That show... uh, What in the world are they doing? Like, what... uh, Cloak & Dagger shows a lot of the holes with not writing these things just like comic books. That's kind of the issue that I've been getting with the Netflix shows, especially. Um, It was something that was with the DC shows, but the DC shows were pretty decent and they were the first like decent shows like that. So it was excusable. Yeah. Right. Like you. you, Okay. I'll deal with Barry, Barry West, you know, being like, but I love my adopted sister, which is kind of weird, but whatever.
0: It's just Um, clueless.
1: Yeah, so oh yeah, that is clueless. Holy shit. Let's get a Britney referee reference up in here. Rip. Um but yeah, like but it's not it's it's I I'm finding it not as excusable now um the more it goes on. The fact that you know, the punish I, I you know, the Punisher was what it was, or the last season of Luke Cage is what it was, which was bizarre. Um, have you seen, sec- have we talked about the second season of Luke Cage?
0: Yeah. So I, I finished all of the second season of Luke Cage. Okay. I haven't watched any of the second season of Iron Fist. I've seen a couple of articles okay. that um, uh, say like the Iron Fist is bleeding. Like the, the, a lot of the plot points and beats are very similar to Luke Cage. Um, whereas <clears throat> a lot of people didn't like Iron Fist, to begin with. Like I liked it once it started rolling, like I didn't have any problems with it. Um, but for me, I'm also of the mind where if they're making that content, just the fact that it's being made with a budget it is, is I'm still happy with. Now I, I can still understand arguments of, you know, whether it's a good story or not, but most of the time I'll still give it, um, uh, my investment. Um, and mm. so for, uh, the first season of Luke Cage, like I thought the first half of that with the with the, uh, the first villain being the main focus was excellent. Um, I thought oh, that yeah. it kind of took a bizarre odd left turn when they started then focusing um, on the second villain of the season one, um, because it, it kind of seemed ham fisted to just shove it in there Um but like if they, I I felt like there could have been a lot more that they fleshed out with, um, uh, the original uh villain there uh, instead of just having to. And then so it was kind of the the weird thing with um, the second season of Luke Cage where they had it be like a. They still had like two villains, but then they broke it up into like a quarter of or the first couple of episodes were the one villain, the middle of the season was mm. the other villain, and then the last couple of episodes went back. Um, I really dug Bushmaster. Um, I think that uh, uh, it the uh, it was very much, I'm not <laughs> going to try that accent, so I'll leave that up to you. Um, <laughs> I, I think that it was very similar to, uh, and I don't know if it was intentional um if they had insight based on being all marvel or whatever um but i you could see them pulling some of the uh black panther killmonger style um mm-hmm. type uh plot points and and the puppet strings there um so like i was really digging it uh, it slowed down for me in the middle um but as far as the the beginning of the the season and the end of the season i i thought they were home runs so i was happy with it um and it, some of the Luke acting kind of went down for me. Like I was less interested in him Ooh, than I yeah. was in more of uh some of the uh either supporting characters or just Bushmaster and, and some of that stuff going on. Um like it was like I I uh got very interested in shades. Um and less so about Mariah. Um, but I mean, there was just a lot going on there that, that I was interested in. So I, I was a pretty big fan of it. Um, no, like I've had other friends, even like as of like Friday night, like one of them said, like she, uh, is a big fan of Jessica Jones and iron fist, but she really didn't get into Luke cage. Um, now, you mm-hmm. know, for whatever it is, again, that just all goes back to target audience and kind of what you're looking for. Um, but that was a, a case where, uh, like I dug that and I, I mean, I, I think I also um the cloak and dagger goes back to um <laughs> it goes back to target audience for you too. Like you may or may not be uh, a thirteen year old girl. Um I I mean I don't want to spoil anything. Um but I, I mean I think that just being uh being on freeform, um being the slot that it is in, being the you know, the cast that it's in it's for a different target audience. Now that necessarily doesn't mean that it still can't be a good story and that, you know, it can't still be written good episodic television because if it is of a high quality, that should transcend target audience theoretically. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm interested to see where they go with it. Um, I was digging a lot of what they've done. I'm very interested to see more of, um, Cloak's powers be developed and kind of what he can do because I've always been a big fan of that character Um, but Mm -hmm. there's also a lot of randomness thrown in Um, like in the one episode where they leave uh, or his dad takes them from the city and they go to a place that it looks like they're going to get shot when they show up but they're actually best friends Um, and so that was just very oddly written and acted Um, and then by the end of the season they're helping you know uh, hide or then uh, assist uh, Ty once he's a, a, a fugitive. Um, so was, there's was a couple of very interesting spots like this makes no sense um, just from a, a logical <laughs> perspective. Um, but I, I mean, as far as the, the first season storyline, bringing in some of the characters that they did um, and like I think for us it was much better that we watched it in batches um, because if that was one where I was watching yeah. it week over week, I... I would lose like some of the stuff that happened two episodes ago would be less impactful. But because we kind of watch it in like two, four, four, two, I want to say. No, two, four, two, two, four, two, two, because there's 10 episodes. So we watch it like in a couple batches. So those it made it feel a little bit more a little bit more invested, but it wasn't too bad. I think there's 19 episodes of Cloak and Dagger. Oh, The first season was only 10 episodes. Oh, there's two seasons. They got renewed for a second season.
1: Oh, I swear I thought there was a shit ton of those. If
0: you're looking at IMDb, it probably lists them all together just because as soon as they get announced for another one like it, they'll go up on there as like another season. Um, but that was something where I was uh the the first season was only 10 episodes.
1: Okay, what was the what was the last thing that y- what was in episode 10?
0: Uh for episode 10, um basically it ends up with uh like Tandy going back home and then Ty now living in the church. Huh. Did I not Did you watch a different show? No,
1: I watched Cloak and Dagger. Um
0: and then the end of the end of that, which is spoilers for anybody else who um Who hasn't watched it. um, It's the the female cop. uh, Ends up crawling out of the swamp. um, And basically. Now she's got like a a weird creepy face on. um, And she's. Ends up getting similar powers. To like what she had in the comics.
1: Oh okay. I think I might have missed an episode. How they had this. I think the last one I watched was. Episode nine. Okay. The no, i've been i was watching it on hulu and like the numbering on hulu was weird i think or something because i swear to god i thought there were like 19 episodes of this but uh i have no fucking idea like i was watching i look it up on hulu right now but um yeah so i may actually have to go back and watch that last, so they might fix it but so um,
0: did you or did you not um see when they basically had to save new orleans I did not see that part. Okay. So, yeah. So that's I, that's going to be all of episode, episode 10. 10 yeah. Where that, similar to the curveball that gets thrown in um, the first season of Luke Cage with killing the main villain halfway through. Um, this is one where I looked at Amanda and I was like, I did not expect this to turn into a. And, you'll know when you see it, genre movie here, um, all of a sudden. And so it ended up being okay. uh, very interesting, um, it still comes out good. Okay. Um, and I want to say, I want to double check and go back. Um, they use once or they use a, they use come sail away. The, the rush song, um, at like the end of episode 10 and like a really like building moment. Uh that I thought was really well done and really well edited. Um so that was that was pretty cool. Uh but it's it something in in the middle of it it was kind of like I didn't expect this to be the uh kind of the um what what we're dealing with between protagonist and antagonist in uh it, I didn't expect that to be the conflict in the episode. Um, but then that's mm-hmm. like the the one that they end the season on and all that stuff. Um so yeah, I would I would go check that out and then see what else you think of it
1: yeah that might that might fix some of the uh the issues bless you that might fix some of the issues that I'm, I kind of have with it um because I imagine well if that all that stuff happens in episode ten one of my big things was like I wish it was a little bit more comic booky mm-hmm. so maybe it actually goes there in that episode because it seems like they were kind of building towards that it just never really paid off yeah they definitely
0: uh, they definitely get some more comic booky type uh action and events in the that last episode yeah
1: yeah, so I think I think what happened was because they were doing it week by week or whatever mm-hmm. um, on Hulu. I think I I just missed missed it up once again. The way that streaming up streaming shit works, it's fucking fantastic. Well, if you leave it up uh, to
0: Hulu, you're just fucked to begin with. So I mean, that's just. <laughs> yeah. I mean i I had a a fight with a Twitter customer service just based on the fact it was like the way your UX is now is horrible when you had something that worked perfectly fine like. We're sorry you feel that way <laughs> and we'll send your, you know, we'll send your concern to the product team. I was like, no, like this is out and out exactly everything as far as what's wrong with your, uh, with your product. And it, like, I can't find anything. So now it's just like, again, similar to Amazon prime on Amazon streaming devices. Like I can't watch any of it because um, I can't find it. And so similar to Hulu, like, unless I know exactly what I'm looking for, like nothing is browsable
1: yeah yeah it it's pretty bad um i wish it almost makes me wish i had my own i I knew how to make add things to servers because like i would just basically i would just literally i'd go this is how fucked up it is i would just go back to buying physical media ripping it and then making my digital backups which i'm legally allowed to do yep and just viewing my backups electronically uh through through like a server uh <laughs> instead of just waiting on these streaming things because you know I like for instance it's like and that's not the first time that's happened with Hulu where like I ended up missing a show because like that should be in the what's new queue right like that a new episode of that comes out it should be in the what's new queue ideally yes that that would make sense and it's not it ended up just showing me it would give me the option to continue watching on the last episode which instead of updating to a new one after I watched the completed episode I'm like dude even even fucking netflix isn't that bad um so um yeah like i'll probably go and watch that i'll probably go and watch that tonight while i'm eating dinner um but yeah i mean it's i, I want My big thing with a lot of these shows is that I want them to be able to, I want to, I want to, as super, well, as, as viewers of superhero themed media, so many of the last years of the last almost decade has been stuck in origin stories, Mm -hmm. generic, even, even more more than that. We can say, we can honestly say, well, in the last 20, yeah, uh, decade, last decade, safe um we've been stuck just in origin stories and i'm just tired of it i don't know comic books like that i'm just tired of i'm just tired of origin stories and they get so frustrating um and instead of creating these whimsical worlds a lot of these tv shows they just get stuck in 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 the uh in the in the in the backstory in the origin and it's like just start off past the origin
0: yeah like Nobody i don't care i don't need to figure that out like if you're good at writing the story um we'll figure out like what the tension is but just tell me what they do and then get on with it type thing yeah yeah <sighs>
1: like i mean and, and that's 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 always been a big thing with that too and it's been a big issue with the movies um it's part of the reason dc keeps struggling is because they won't stop uh, won't stop, can't stop, uh, origin storying everything, and even when they don't, it still feels like an origin story because they introduce fifty fucking characters. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, the prime example of this is Suicide Squad, because you had to fucking origin story. I don't know, an ensemble cast of like fifty thousand people.
0: Which yeah, which none um, of the origins are tied together. So then you have so many you know disjointed stories.
1: Yeah, um, and then you know a, a, a fair amount of that it's they're struggling. They've been struggling with the Superman stuff, just all over the place. It's the main reason why DC's struggling. It's because there's somebody in a boardroom saying we can't just jump straight into it because these people won't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. I mean, even if you look at, you know, even if you look at the first Iron Man movie, you know, that basically got bogged down by I mean, it got bogged down, but that's actually what made that movie kind of different was it wasn't bogged down by. Well, it kind of started it all, but the uh, the origin of that was only like 10, 10, 15 minutes, if that there was there's just the first act. So it wasn't too bad, but God, I haven't seen any. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. <laughs> I don't think I care to. And that actually ties into my other my other thing is the watchability, the rewatchability of this stuff. Um, the TV shows, I don't like, I, I loved Jessica Jones. I love the story of everything. I loved how slow it was. I love the first season. I love the second season. I liked Luke Cage. Um, the second season, Luke Cage was okay. I was even okay with Iron Fist and Daredevil was pretty neat at the time. And the pun, well, the Punisher was just too much violence for me.
0: Um, Oh, that I watched that the same season. Uh, so after I finished, uh, all or nothing, I watched the Punisher at the gym. Um, and so I was there early one morning, um, Mm -hmm. And I, I was on the, the treadmill running and watching the, the finale of the Punisher. Um, and in the scene where he just goes ape apeshit, um, I was literally like screaming out loud, holy shit, while I was on the treadmill in the middle of the gym. <laughs> Luckily, it was early enough. There was nobody else there. Um, so that's where I was just like, OK, I'm just I have like I did not expect that to happen. And that was one where I was just like that was another <laughs> one where you could measure my heart rate uh, with uh, the fight scenes in, in Punisher versus when they were uh, having dialogue.
1: <laughs> yeah um punisher is not for me uh because i'm just a giant care bear and um
0: no oh, my roommate's
1: smoking i can smell it through the fence oh uh,
0: there's somebody smelling here too or smoking here too because i'm starting to smell it in our apartment which is more interesting since we live in a condo building <laughs>
1: um so yeah i uh you know that's a big thing though. It's like even though the shows that I really enjoyed, you're just not going back and watching them because like they're not they're not creating they're not creating overall experiences. So, um, you know I you know I loved I love Jessica Jones. I, now part of the reason I wouldn't go back and watch Jessica Jones because that's that's heavy. Um, <laughs> that's that's heavy and it's kind of slow. Yeah, but I like that kind of stuff. But it was a little. That's not a. That's I can't pop that on and um, you know I can't pop that. I can't pop your day. Yeah, yeah. Like I can. What's Psych? Yeah, I'll just fucking throw on Psych on that bad boy and just be like, oh, all right. Well, what's happening today? And beat. Oh, and it's Sean being a dummy. Oh, they find a dead body. Oh, they're called and then they solve the case. All right. (laughs) Um. So yeah. So I mean it. You know. Uh. They've got a lot of, they've got a lot of a lot of room to grow, and I think they could the stuff can get done a little better. I don't have all the answers for it, but um, I think it could be a little different, a little bit more cohesive. Because uh, part of me really just wants to see them, um, you know, introduce all these characters and then just be able to introduce that character into other
0: shows or other mediums without having to establish why they're there, who they are and everything that they can do.
1: Yes. Yes. Which is the purpose of single, like if you look at, if they treat these, if they treat these TV shows like comic books or these movies like comic books, that's the point of the comic book of the singular run is to introduce the character into another series.
0: Yeah. So that they're established and you don't have to do all that all over again.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, that's what I want to see. I finally, speaking of that, I actually finally got to uh, watch Thor Ragnarok since I bought it.
0: Nice. I mean, that was going to uh, be the one that I that I was kind of mentioning which is the other side of the fence because that's one between thor ragnarok and black panther one that i've just thrown on netflix multiple times even when i'm not doing anything just for background noise and i can jump in and out of those at, at any time um and so the rewatchability of those is vastly different than like the netflix shows um so mm-hmm. those those are the ones where I, i'm definitely looking at the that you know being a uh, a case that they're much more uh targeting that for longevity and rewatchability, as opposed to the, the shows.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's interesting. Like I could see, I could see that in black Panther being, well, black Panther's a little too, uh, how do I say it like this? Black Panther is like, I like black Panther, uh, but it's definitely a little too non exciting for me. Um, for it to be background kind of noise, because at that point I might as well just put on. It's like I was gonna say, it's almost like the superhero version of like a, a like a, a crime or a a a cop procedural. Yeah. In a weird way. Um, but it's not as it's not as spicy as SVU and doesn't have Christopher Maloney. So. Uh, it's still a little tough for me to watch on the uh, on the Rebound. I've actually wa- I haven't watched it again either. I haven't felt the need to. Thor so Ragnarok I could see is definitely as background as background noise because it it uh it fits that right. I can see the first Gallic Guardians of the Galaxy like that too. Um, because the second ones the pacing of the second one's just weird.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what um. I, I threw that one on, and then that was one where I had paused it halfway through and then jump back into it. And I didn't really understand where I was. So I, I would definitely say the first one is, is a little bit better than the second one for guardians just to be a, uh, uh, you know, jump in whenever you want type background noise.
1: I uh, speak another good background noise movie that should be on Netflix until Disney starts their own streaming site, which I've actually just, I actually, I've already told my mom cause we, I, she uses my Netflix account. Um, and it's mine because I pay for it. Um, uh, <laughs> Is um once their streaming site, I think I get rid of Netflix.
0: I, I mean I think that's uh, what they're targeting because if they're I mean they're basically that's a yeah. shot across the bow right there, so
1: um because if they take everything they have the rights to, including the Fox stuff, they strip that off of Hulu. I'm just watching I'm just watching Disney streaming service. Um Netflix is cool, but like Netflix isn't doing enough to keep me on board for what they've got. Yep. Um, now, to be fair, if I'm talking about Netflix overseas, that's probably a totally different beast. Um, but uh, yeah, like, I mean, if they take, you know, cause they own so much, they own Marvel, they've owned, you know, they probably get limited exclusivity rights for any of the Spider-Man stuff now. They just give Sony, they give Sony like a 1% cut or whatever. And a 1% cut of a trillion dollars is still a fucking lot of money. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, because I told her and I was trying to, you know, trying to get her ready for it, uh, you know, to, to prepare her now before 2019. Was it, is it 2019 they're starting that or is it 2020?
0: Uh, I'm Not sure if it's like fall t- 2019 or, or 2020. I'm not sure.
1: Okay, so I was trying to slowly prepare her for that because I, you know, I mean, if you have Fox, that means you get all the stuff off, like basically you get all the FX stuff, you get it, you know, I obviously, you know, I'm really excited about streaming nonstop Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. But um, the fact I could have Simpsons on demand streaming finally, um, you know, in the Marvel movies, I'd never go to the theater again. Um, because I could just... I I would just watch any of that stuff there. You get the Fox. Probably get... If they bought Fox, I think they bought Fox Searchlight, too. And, you know... It, goes, it even gets the indie movies I would go to. Like, I don't know what that leaves Netflix with. Yeah. You know, you could get the Disney streaming and then HBO for your... If you really wanted to stream stuff from Warner Brothers. And... You know, HBO. Honestly, HBO is not even that. HBO Go is not even that good. Uh the for the price of that that for the yeah price for the of price, that price that, you would
0: have to pay, like it's it's not that valuable. Like for me, I'm not paying that much a month to just watch John Oliver, especially when seventy five percent of the shows seventy five percent of that show is on YouTube.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Like I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm trying to think of what I watched on it lately. Uh, I watched Hard Knocks. Um, I watched Ballers when I was unemployed last year. Um, Thankfully, hopefully we can keep this job, knock on wood. Um, And um, I watched Ballers. Uh, I watched The Deuce. Uh, That show was not great. Um, That's the one where Maggie Gyllenhaal plays a prostitute. And James Franco plays a bartender and his brother um which makes no sense okay uh because james franco is not the kind of actor to be like you just uh, no one looks at james franco and goes you're such a good fucking actor you should play two, two roles.
0: people yeah
1: like it's not good um and then who else is in that um those are the two big big names that, uh no there's other people i just can't place them right now um But yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean it, like I've watched that, but like, if you asked me if I wanted to pay $16 a month to watch the fucking rock and Maggie Gyllenhaal be a prostitute, I'm going to say no. Yeah, exactly. And like, (laughs) that's the tag, I believe that's the tagline for the episode. If you're going to ask me if I'm going to pay $16 a month to watch the rock and Maggie Gyllenhaal be a prostitute, I'm going to tell you no. Um. I mean, because even their movie selection is not great either. Because um, they get a lot of the Warner Brother movies, yep. and because Warner Brothers not putting out good movies, they're not good in the first. Like, it's just not. It's yeah, not good. I mean, value. it's not as
0: big of a draw as they once were.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, not that H. No, not H I'm not saying HBO's is in trouble, but they're gonna. They're probably gonna have to do some restructuring here in, in a bit. Um, who, who's to say they might just get bought out on top of it by somebody? Yeah.